I'm Cynthia Nixon, and this is Lesson Up, a podcast for educators by educators, because change is hard. So let's learn and grow together. Thanks for joining us today. Um, I'm here with Mike Siciliano, who is our U.S. history teacher. And you actually had an opportunity last year when um, some of our teachers got to go and visit a Harkness school. Yes. We talked about the Harkness method, I believe it was episode two, and we had Jim Adair kind of talking to us about what it was and how it works. And you guys got to go and see this at a school that, I mean, all the things that they do there are Harkness, right? They have the tables and everything. Yes, they invented it. And they do it 100% of the time in 100% of their classes. So it's all they do. It's their only model of instruction, essentially campus-wide. Wow, and what did you think about that visit? Like, what did you learn? What were your takeaways from that? It was an awesome visit. Um, So let me just kind of say at the outset, like, I, I really enjoy Harkness, I've liked it. I don't necessarily think it's the only way to teach or that everyone should be doing it all the time. Yeah. Um, But I am a believer in it, at least some of the time in my class. Mm -hmm. And I think going definitely sold me on that. Um, I had started it, I had done it maybe four or five times before the visit. And I think Mm -hmm. I came back from the visit definitely thinking I need to do this more and having sort of a vision for what it could look like when it was done well which was better than I was doing it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, but that part was definitely inspiring, for sure. Okay, yeah. So, so you've come back and you've kind of implemented this in one of your classes this year, and it's not something you do every day all the time. No, so I, first of all, I'm only doing it right now in college prep classes. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm doing it about once a week. There are maybe some weeks that I do it twice. Okay. Um, so it's, it's not, I'm not all Harkness all the time. Um, it's kind of a balance between more traditional and Harkness. Okay. And how, like, what does that look like? So there's one of the days in class where you're going to run this. What does that look yeah, like for so, you? So since we don't have, you know, the official Harkness tables, which, you know, <laughs> the, there's, there's by the way, there's like this whole, like, you know, group of, of hardcore Harkness purists that would be like, you can't do it without the table. Right. But I do it just fine without the table. Um, <laughs> uh, I just circle up the desks in my room. Okay. Uh, so all the kids are facing each other. There's no assigned seats or anything and the kids come in, I, I give them the night before um, a packet of things to read. It's usually like six to 10 pages of stuff to read, which for juniors I think works. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe some primary sources on a topic or it's all related to a certain topic. Um, right. Like for example, the last one we did was about Reconstruction, which is the period after the Civil War. Mm-hmm. Um, and slavery is officially over, but the question for the students was, were African-Americans free after slavery ended? Right. And so there's a whole series of documents for them to read. Students will have read this and there will be, I give them actually like four or five questions ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Um, like as you're reading, think about these questions, come prepared to discuss. And then they show up and we talk about it. Um, and usually, you know, we just kind of start with the first question on the list or when, when classes get really good at it, I just say, where do you want to start? And they just kind of start discussing. So here's what I learned. Here's what I found interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, here are the parts that challenged me. What do you guys think about this? And so in that particular lesson, they collectively sort of came to an answer of, you know, the ways in which African-Americans were free, but also the ways in which the ending of slavery didn't really change things significantly for them. I really like, like, that's a good example of, of why I like Harkness. It's mm-hmm. just so much more powerful having them read a variety of things and sort of talk through and come to an answer themselves rather right. than me sort of just getting up and being like, you know, here's the ways in which they were free, here's the ways in which they weren't. Right. Um, and it does kind of empower them to take charge of their own learning. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So like that lesson, it works particularly well for. Um, and then for me, in terms of assessment, I actually track the conversation. Okay. So I have like a basically a piece of paper that has a big circle on it. I write in all the kids and um, kind of draw lines between the kids that are speaking and there's there's like codes so okay. an exclamation mark is you know something insightful a plus mark is referring to the text which is one of the things we want to do in history is our kids being our kids able to look at text and primary sources and uh, understand what they are and use something from that in a productive conversation right so kind of marking right. those things um, which will serve as as part of their evaluation okay and so the goal of this, in my understanding, is that not that you have to be the one guiding the discussion, right? Yeah. Or leading the discussion, rather. Yeah, I think so. Like, again, some of the purists would say, like, the less that you talk, the better. And that's true to an extent. Mm -hmm. I have definitely found much of the time I'm still the leader of the discussion. Mm -hmm. And as the year goes on, like last year, as the year went on, that was less and less so. Definitely right. at the beginning, I'm yeah. still more leading the discussion. Um, I think it's different in that like what I'm really trying to do is ask the right questions or get kids to play devil's advocate or thoroughly explore or you mm -hmm. know get in someone else's shoes um, really explore both sides of something or all sides of something mm -hmm. rather than than just be kind of the deliverer of the information um, right. so it's a different role I would still say it's still a leadership role mm -hmm. but it's just a different leadership role well and I think too when you first start something like this our kids aren't used to that yeah and <laughs> honestly that's been a really big challenge um, is like at a place like Exeter which is the school that, that we visited that invented this they're mm -hmm. doing this all the time the kids know what to expect they right. know how they're evaluated they they get with the picture pretty quickly yeah. um, they know that if they haven't done reading for example and they're not prepared it's not going to go well for them right right our kids have to sort of learn that the hard way yeah. um, and it's very foreign to them at first there's a lot of kids that really don't like it at first I mean mm -hmm. there's still I mean here we are in October and I would say I probably still in each of my classes have um, maybe two or three kids that it's like they are really struggling to participate they really don't like it and for the for a lot of them it's the first time they've ever sort of been evaluated on that okay. um, they've gotten used to kind of sitting listening uh, being able to recall information on quizzes, but not necessarily speaking and engaging with their peers or with their teacher. That hasn't mm -hmm. been a challenge for them before. And in this model, right. that really comes out. That really brings that to the forefront. And they're not used to it. And so there is a bit of a process to get kids to... I mean, I'll tell you, the first couple are just really awkward. Yeah. I mean, like the first, <laughs> I imagine. The first one, like this year, the first, we actually did the, my first one on the second day of school this year. Oh, wow. And, um, and well, part of what our Harkness was about that day was how do we do Harkness? Like I gave mm. them some materials on how to do it. Yeah. It was like, okay, so here's the first question. And I mean, it's just crickets and, <laughs> you know, awkward kind of laughs of like, well, I guess I'll talk and... Um, yeah. You know, it's just, it, it takes a couple for them to get rolling. And like, I have one course now that is like, I mean, it's fun because they they just go with it. I don't have to say much. It's yeah. um, it's awesome. And then I have another course that is still a struggle. So every mm -hmm. every group has its own dynamic. Um, but in general, it, it is hard to, to just sort of start. I mean, kids, so part of Harkness is kids don't raise their hands. Right, mm -hmm. we just we just speak to each other, and right. like that takes a month to get kids out of, you know, right? <laughs> like it's like hand. they usually get in trouble for not doing that or whatever. So yeah, um, yeah, it's an adjustment. 
Well, and I think too, anytime we give our kids a certain amount of creativity or creative license in their learning, that's above and beyond what they're used to. Yeah. They're they're unsure. Yeah, I mean, I'll say I'll go as far as to say our kids are our kids are used to like just what's the answer? Like, mm-hmm. tell me the answer yeah. so that I can tell you the answer, right? Like, right. Tell me the answer now so that when you ask me for it later, I can tell you the answer. Yeah. And this is not that, and and it's a struggle, but it's also what I love about it. I mean, it's yeah. also to see kids grow. I have a couple students this year that are just, I think, realizing how good they can be at this, which mm-hmm. is fun to watch. Um, and, and like those are the moments where after doing it now, it's been about a year since I've been doing it. I right. started it probably about October last year was my first one. Okay. Um, and I would say it'd be hard to, it would be hard to not do it at all anymore after doing it for a while and yeah. seeing the um, the way that it balances my more traditional instruction mm-hmm. and the way that it it allows kids to thrive who wouldn't always thrive and how it challenges kids that are used to a more traditional system um, it, it would it it would be hard for me to to not do that anymore yeah so what would you say after you know playing with this like you said for about a year what would your like number one the number one benefit that you see to the students it's hard yeah I mean it's hard for me to pick one on the spot I mean I think I'll, I'll talk about a couple I mean one um, it makes kids it forces kids to do some learning on their own and some prep on their own mm-hmm. um, rather than just show up and have the teacher tell them everything and so they become the author of their own learning in some respect which I think is really valuable yeah um, their communication and presentation skills I mean kids get way way more more confidence throughout the year with that. Um, the critical thinking part of it, I mean, from a history standpoint, it goes from being just, here, learn this stuff because you should know it, to mm-hmm. like, why is this important? And we get into all these modern day issues on the same topics. Um, and so that kind of critical thinking component for me mm-hmm. is definitely um, much, much bigger than in a in the more traditional setting than in the ways that I was doing it before. Yeah. Um, and so it's, it's a balance. I mean, uh, like I said, I'm not, it's it's not, I don't think it's the only way to do it. There are certain days where I'm like, this is really more of a traditional day. Like yeah. this content is important from a knowledge standpoint and this is the best way to do it. And yeah. um, so I'm going to continue doing both. But um, but yeah, the benefits of the critical thinking part and getting kids to do some work and learning on their own and mm-hmm. um, and kind of ownership of it is has been awesome. Great. And what would you say is the biggest challenge? Um, the biggest challenge, um, number one, is creating the materials. So mm-hmm. like finding the right things to read and the right questions to ask ahead of time is yeah. very time consuming. Um, okay. And I, I'll also say the it has forced me to rethink my assessments, mm-hmm. which is good. Right. But it's not like those days are less about can you remember the history and yeah. more about like the analysis and the thinking. And so it's kind of forced me to say, well, is it fair as I increase doing that in class for me to still have like traditional assessments that are more on about recall and right. knowledge? And um, so that, I mean, that's been a good challenge, a good heart of like, okay, so mm-hmm. how do I evolve my assessments in a way that um, that captures what I'm wanting them to do with Harkness and finding that balance has yeah. been difficult. Um, and I'll say one more thing, which is just, it's hard. There are certain kids who are just, because it's different than what mm-hmm. they're used to, they're just, why do we have to do this? Why yeah. is this important? Why why do you care if I participate? Who cares if I know this stuff? Mm-hmm. And that's hard to sort of answer them as like, because you're gonna have to, like you're gonna need to learn this skill and know how to do that in your right. future. 
is not an answer that they like. It's sort of like, <laughs> well, I just want my A so I can get into college. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's a couple challenges. For sure. And what's what's the biggest piece of advice that you would give to another teacher who was kind of thinking about trying this out? So I would totally, first of all, I would say do it, try it. Mm -hmm. um, I would say don't evaluate it after the first couple. Like the first few times I did this, it was highly frustrating. It was yeah. a lot of like, I'm not good at this. Uh -huh. That like, I remember after the, after one of the first ones, I was like, that this was less engaging than my normal traditional, <laughs> oh, no. where it's like we're back and forth and we're like I'm asking questions and kids are talking and right. um, and so it's easy, it's really easy to kind of quit after the first couple, mm -hmm. but after doing it four or five or six times, like the culture starts to develop amongst the kids and right. like you got to give it at least a few times yeah. in order to properly evaluate and to see the fruits of it. Um, it's not something that like you're going to do one and be like, this is awesome. I've changed. This has changed my life forever. Right. Um, you got to <laughs> stick with it a few times give it a go. Yeah. That's great. Thank you so much for talking to us about this. And, you know, if you're listening and you're um, a member of our community at Santa Fe Christian, I'm sure that Mike would be happy to talk with you about it and, More and than happy. help you get started. Um, and if not, feel free to, to, to write into me and I'd be happy to get your messages off. And, you know, on the resource page, I'll have some some links and some things for you and, and some suggestions from Mike and, uh, and it might help you get started. Awesome. Yeah. So thanks again for talking with us today. And uh, yeah. Thanks for having good. me. Happy to do it. Yeah. Thanks for listening in. Until next time, don't be afraid to challenge yourself to lessen up.